What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Lita Johnson. And I'm the host with the most, so definitely have a toast. Yep, we're here for Follow Leader Podcast, and I'm here with Villanova Radio. It's a lot to talk about. Um, you know, Colin Gillespie's down. So now we're going to see, you know, a lot of uh, two good things can happen from this. I mean, well, you know, two things can happen. I'll put it like that. You know, one... One is a bad one where the team goes down and doesn't learn to play with Doc Collin. The other one is these young guys, other guys that get no time. It's time for them to step up. So, um, 54 to 52 to Providence. They was down big, and the good part was they did when they, they came back. So, like I tell you, these big East teams, these teams, they got the bad records. These guys tough. Like, these guys could beat the number one ranked teams. These are some, it's just a tough league. And, you know, you got tough schedules and, you know, but these are tough teams. You know, they're just not quite all the way there, but they're tough. They can, in the other conferences, they'd be big. You put them in the Gonzaga Conference, you put Providence, a Butler, them guys in the Gonzaga Conference, you're going to see them be a 21 team. You know, it's just it's just one of those where Baylor's at. I mean, these guys, are t- it's a tough, tough, tough conference. Now, 21 points for Jermaine Samuels. Uh, you know, Jeremiah Robinson Earl doing his thing. Uh Simple is going to be more scoring. Fifty-two points. <laughs> what? Good thing is Chris Archdiakono got some time, four rebounds, two assists. Uh, Ryan Antoine got time, three, three points, two rebounds. Um, Dixon got time, three points. I mean, those guys need to step up. Maybe Trey Patterson gets in there to give him some more depth, just to help out more. Who knows? But all these guys got to step up. That's this is about championship team. Got to step up. And it's time to prove it. So um. David Duke, top 30 prospect. Proved again why he's a good player. You know, uh, definitely showed his all-around ability. I remember when Nova was recruiting him. That's the reason. <laughs> um, it's big, real big uh, for Nova. And Antoine has to start right now. He has to start exploding. Like, he had 22 minutes. He has to take more shots. He has to be involved. Like, he had a lot of minutes now. It's time, and, and, and Gillespie wasn't there. When Quinley got in there, when Gillespie got hurt and Quinley got in there, he made most of his time. Antoine has to do that. He had, They needed him this game. And I'm and I'm going to put that game on Brian Antoine. I'm sorry. You can say whatever you want. They had 52 points. Three more points would have had him with a win. If just think if he would have scored ten points, that has to happen with Antoine. Has he has to get involved? Um, Archie Jack, I know next time he gets on the floor, I'm looking for him. He has to develop. He has to develop. So. Um, it's a big thing, and then recruiting, if we're talking about Nova right now, Trevor Kill situation, just to give everybody an update, every time I do something, I want to give an update, Trevor Kills, that situation is, it's what it is, y'all just going to have to wait, like, it's nothing else changing, he's making a thorough decision, Kentucky's involved now, and he knows he don't have to rush, he's a McDonald's All-American, he's the hottest recruit in the country, really, if you look at it, I mean, besides, you know, you look at Chet, you look at uh, Patrick Ball with them guys, but man, it's, He's right up there with those guys. I mean, even though them guys one and two, people are really looking at where he's going to go. He rose real quick this year. He wasn't considered. Uh, he wasn't considered a McDonald's All-American last year. Now, last year he got his five fifth star, and now he's playing on top of that. 
triple doubles and, and I mean he's looking real good, man. Um we want I wanna talk about um the football game today. You know, good Winston, Stony Brook sixteen thirteen. I'm pretty sure all them guys all them guys are glad to get back. Two hundred and fifty three yards, a touchdown for Daniel Smith, eleven yards rushing on the ground, you know, regular day. But the surprise was seeing Kakana Watkins get that time. Four for four. Four for four uh passing and um they got on there and showed some. I mean, listen, that's big. To get your second another quarterback. Now we know who's number two guy right now. It's kind of Watkins. Kind of Watkins just came in there and has proven itself. Like, that's something to see. You got two quarterbacks that look like they could be ready immediately. And it looks like um that's going to be a battle in, in the future to see Connor Watkins and Ricky Ortega and Ismail. It seems like Ismail might have, you know, we'll see how they rolls. But, man, that's interesting to see that in this time. We know Ortega's new, so we don't put that on Ortega overhead. You know, him taking over Ortega, we know those two guys, Ismail Watkins, were in there. So now it's no, not a game in that quarterback room. Not a game. And I did an interview with Drew Berry, who's in the recruiting board for 2022 quarterback. So um, also Octavian Smith. There's another guy, he's an athlete. Xavier Smith Jr. He could play, he could be a dual threat quarterback, he could play anyway, he's an athlete, so watch out. They want to keep these quarterbacks. That quarterback recruiting is getting better and better. So it's looking good. I would like to see more rushing. I mean, Barley had 55 yards, but it's too talented in that field right there for it to be like that. I mean, Covington is back. Like, we need that field to be. I mean, all those guys, you know, and it's, it's real. I, I just know them guys want to see more. And that could mean also the offensive line because they can't run by themselves, all right? A lot of talent across their board. Stony Brook is a competitive team, so you also got to give them that credit. But, man, that was something to see, those running backs, at, at that point. So now we go into this point, and that's just one thing I want to see. I want to see these offensive linemen. Because I know the talent's there. It's not even a question. Like so I, I got to see the linemen. But Stone, like I say, Stony Brook played a big game. Um, but the offensive explosion player of the game to me was Ray Ron, Ray Ron Pringle. Like, Ray Ron Pringle, man, listen, I, I said it. Like, these guys are across the board. The coaches there are doing a great job last three years of recruiting. It's been real spectacular on certain, you know, it, it's always – a certain position on the, on each draft class that you'd be like, well, it went good on this one. Then the next draft class, it's like they didn't go as great at the last one, but they didn't have to because the last one was good, so they get some other guys. You get a couple more guys here, and then you look at the class, and it's like, well, they still got a couple of good studs, or they might get one stud out of some good, you know, quality players because the last class was full. So now you look at the last couple of classes, they done filled up their whole position with talent. Over the last three classes now, they're looking deep. Like It's going to be a rotation of productive players, solid players on each unit. Like These guys are going to be able to win, compete for the championship for some years. So it's big. Now, Ray Jerron Pringle, nine catches, 171 yards, and the sole touchdown for them. That's huge because they got Jaron Hayek sitting in the cut. Five catches, 39 yards. He ain't clowned yet. This is how you know that, you know, what happened with the running game. It's not going to be like that. But it definitely don't need to be like that. I just felt like it's a lot of guys on the running back team that, like, you just, like, they, they couldn't find a hole. And the offensive line should be better. 
on there, but once again, you have to give credit to Stony Brook. I just know the confidence I have in Nova and know what they got, you know. But Stony Brook, they came tough. They played tough. Um, with Pringle doing that next to Hayek, oh, my God. I mean, I'm interested really to see what's going to happen. And Jared Wolf, Jared Wolf was a guy I think could help him with some veteran leadership on that receiving court. Hard worker. Good to see him doing things. So shout out to Jerry Wolf. You got to get the guys that don't get as much spin as everybody else. They're working hard. They're on their roster. And, and right now, especially now, it wasn't like it was back then. I mean, you can make a, a climb into the roster. It's so competitive now. It's, it's a lot of good. And one thing they do is they recruit a lot of athletes, elite athletes. Like Bryce Ganeus and uh, Elijah Trent, uh, Dan, Daniel Smith. Look at Ismail. Look at why these guys are athletes. Athletes. Jack Stanton, athletes, Owen Thomas, athletes, switch multiple positions. This is what makes them so dangerous because they can do that. And, I mean, you might think I sound crazy, but push come to shove, they can put Elijah Trent at wide receiver and Quinshawn Tonsil at running back and won't miss a beat. Do your homework if you think I'm playing. Do your homework on both of them. How about they said they want to put Jack Stanton at defensive end, the tight end? Do your homework. They lose some depth at tight, lose some depth at tight end, and say, "Whoa, you know what? We need to put Owen Thomas at tight end. Let's just do that." Put Owen Thomas. Oh, you know what? Christian said we just got him in. We want him to be a safety, but we need another receiver. Do your homework. All right. Um. Looking at this defense, I wanted to really get to this point because a lot of guys, I think when the season before it started, I had keyed a lot of defensive guys, really. And Jalen Goodman was one. He had four tackles. It's my guy, Lower Marion. This guy can play. I cannot. I'm, I'm happy about how he impacted for the first game. Listen, watch out for him. Edward Petu is back. I'm a monster all over the field. Looking over defense, only let up 243 yards offense. So, okay, so. That's the makeup part. <laughs> okay, the running backs didn't get off, but they only had 243 yards total offense. But even though it was one yard over, it's 199. 100 rushing yards. It's 99 for Nova. So they got to do better than that. To credit just how, you know, I feel like this pass rush and that secondary is going to cause a lot of hell. And they've always been talented on, on the secondary. I think, that's, I think to me that's been their most talented position on defense Depth-wise, quantity, quality, <laughs> like, they just always have a group of good playmakers back there. And this year, it's a little more even better. I mean, especially them getting John Roden and, and Ethan Potter and guys like that. But they still got guys ready, like Jalen Gidney. So, um, our Petru led him with six tackles at a half a sack. Tackle for a loss. Um, Garrett Zobel with five tackles. Tackle for a loss. I knew... Another guy was high on coming to this season, knowing he was ready to do what he had to do. Denzel Williams, the new secondary guy. Talented, tough guy. Did my homework. Tough guy. I never saw him play before I did my homework, saw a tape. I was like, ooh, this is something scary to add. A guy with this, with this much talent. And also, he got experience starting like boom. So he had... You know, he had four tackles. Quinton Townsville, four tackles, two for a loss and a half a sack. 
Brandon Bell. See the guys that come to improve so fast. The freshman. The freshman had four tackles, a half a second, a tackle for a loss. Josh Slade, three tackles, tackle for a loss. Now, the linebacking position to me, I was looking to see. That's the one position I was like, where's the depth at? It started to leave. A lot of guys started to graduate. Like, where's that? You know, Timothy Ferguson was recruited. Jordan Nelson was recruited. Brendan Bell. These are some real, these are guys with talent and, and can do it, you know, smart guys. But then I forgot Josh Slay. Each time, they wasn't like stacking up, but each time they would get a standout guy. I like Jordan Nelson a lot. And Brendan Bell was a smart guy to see on to see him on film, but to see that I'm surprised. I didn't expect him to impact as quick as everyone else. That's one of my surprise guys. I saw he looked impressive. He looked like a quality, solid guy, but this quick, that's that's something to say about him. He's better than I expected. So, and and to see Bell with four tackles and half a second, I mean, that's going to be something huge, a young guy with that type of flex. Huge. Christian Benford, my guy back, three tackles. He had an interception. It's great to see him back. He's such an impact player. He's one of the best defensive players in the FCS. Elijah Glover, two tackles. Can't wait to see the rest of his year. Can't wait to see the rest of his year. Owen Thomas, I heard great things about this guy and the impact they expect him to have at linebacker. That's another big thing. They just need linebacking depth. I need to see that happen. Now with Bell and what you expect from Owen Thomas, uh, Josh Slay came in, impacted. Quentin Townsville impacted. That's just big things to say. Malik Fisher, of course he's going to get back there to the quarterback. What else is he going to do? What else is he going to do? So now we look at, you know, this team, and I just think it's, it's a good start. It's good to see football. It's the, I think that's the big thing with me. They can get better in a lot of positions. Like I said, they're running back. They are two. I think it's the most talented position they have. And there was some, all those guys can start for any team in the FCS. Look at D. Will Barley. He can start for teams. TDAO Derajai, he can start for teams. Jalen Jazz, he can start for teams. Big. So this is a quick little ready. I just want to get to y'all right quick. Um, I'll be doing more and updating y'all more. Um, recruiting is going on. Villanova's recruiting some of our guys, and I have that for you the next Villanova radio show. I'm out. Follow Leader. What's going on? This is your boy Leader Johnson, and I'm here. Quick break in broadcast, uh, talking about these Villanova Wildcats. Justin Moore is out. Oh, uh, it's crazy, right? It's just crazy. Looking at what Justin Moore brings to Villanova and what Colin Gillespie brings to Villanova to take the starting guards out of guard you is crazy. Now, we get to see how quickly the depth can adjust. Chris Arthur Jack, another the plan after being here for one full year. Uh, he has a lot under his, his belt as far as the system. But let's just not forget that. He's been in the system for one year already, and he's going to start a point guard. And then you're going to have either Caleb Daniels, or Brian Antoine at the guard position starting. He's gonna, but one thing's for sure, Brian Antoine's going to get a lot of time in the Big East tournament. He's going to really be dependent on to, to be a big-time factor. This is going to be really – this is his shot to really prove himself because he's going to be dependent on big time. I expect to see uh, Archie Giacchino and Caleb Daniels with a Brandon Slater starting at small forward. That's what should happen. Robinson Earl. Jermaine Samuels, that should be it. 
And your guys off the bench should be Antoine, Swider, and Eric Dixon. Now it's time for them to truly step up because this is what they got now. You just can't sit back and learn. Now you're thrown into the fire. This is clutch time. Antoine was a McDonald's All-American. He was a guy that was considered a, a lottery pick straight out of high school. Super talent out of Jersey. It's time. It's his time. This is it. If it's any time that dawns on you to prove to people who doubted you, it's now. It's Antoine's time is now. Archie Diacono, people who slept on him. I mean, believe me, there's so many people that have looked past Archie Diacono. But one guy who I remember talking to him uh, for Follow the Leader podcast was Eric Dixon. And he said, people just keep sleeping on Archie Diacono. And he said, that's okay. And what he said, that's okay. And, I mean, the guy, what you understand, he's the perfect Villanova guard. I mean, you're looking at when Art Ryan came out, the talent was so much more different. As good as Archie Diakono, I think if Chris would have came out around Ryan's time, he would have got the same rating. But it was, the guards just turned different, different level from when he came out. And Archie now goes down to a three-star. But he's a sharpshooter. He's tall at 6'5". And he's smart. So you're talking about a guy with the Archie Diacono bloodline in him. He's going to be something you got to watch. He can shoot. See, I just can't wait till he gets he hits his first three-point shot being a starter. And I think the best thing would be to have uh, Antoine off the bench with Daniel starting as shooting guard and, and Slater. Slater going to have to be a dog, man. I mean, if they want to, you know, keep on with the momentum, Slater got to be a dog. He got to be a dog, and so does Daniels. Daniels and Slater have to be dogs. They got to be dogs. Like, this pressure's on them two just as much. And like I say, Antoine got to be there. They need a guy off the bench to help Swatter. And Dixon's another guy that has to come in there, but he's going to, you know, he's going to play big too. But Antoine, Daniels, and Slater, they have to do their thing. They have to be dogs in there. Let Archie Agno be able to be that point guard. Don't put, you know, don't let all the pressure be on him, like because he's not Gillespie. But Antoine, Slater, and Daniels, these guys are, are advertised dogs. You see what Daniels can do. It's just time for Daniels to be that same guy he was before they recruited him. Elijah Solomon with the sexual battery and all this is just, this is just, I, I did not want to hear this. Now, because this guy's a stud. I mean, man, he's a man out there. He's such a great talent. And I just hope everything gets cleared up. I hope it's not the truth. I hope, it, you know what I mean? But if it is, it's just so bad for this kid. So bad. But um, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. Um, Villanova has a deep team. Um, I'm looking forward just to see each game how they play. It's it's really interesting because they have so many uh, players on offense who I really want to see. And then you look back and it's like the defensive line. I'm really like, oh, I want to see if this defensive line. Because to me, that was the only weak point. It just wasn't deep enough on the line. Ross is an unbelievable coach. Penny Packer is a good coach. He needs the he needs the dogs. He had some hard workers, but just wasn't good enough talent. Just wasn't good enough. Wasn't deep enough. He got to give a guy like that some dogs, man. 
We want them to raise a couple of this, a couple of that, a couple of German Shepherds and a couple of Yorks. No, whatever you want to call it or how I'm talking it, no. Now he got some bulls. Now he need to go ahead and raise those bulls. I mean, guys like Aiden Howard and Jay Green, guys like Garrett Zobel, Jared Nelson. I mean, these are some C.J. Presley. He got some um, some dogs. And I just want to see them fulfill their potential. No question. Um, Villanova, like I say, uh, Samuels has more than more than fulfilled his obligation as a player. I think um, whether he gets drafted or not is he, he could get undrafted. I mean, this draft is deep, so we'll just have to see how he plays throughout the tournament. And uh, you know, what I mean, if, if this was last year, I could say yes, he could be an early first round pick. I mean, not first round pick, but an early second round pick. And he's playing phenomenal from Villanova, so that that's that's definitely can happen. I mean, so but this draft is just so deep. There's gonna be so many guys that don't get drafted in the first round. They're gonna be good second round picks. And but I I say after if he can, when he goes to the G League, he will get on the team eventually in a couple of years. Jermaine Samuels is gonna be a terror in the G League. You know what I mean, he's gonna, he'll be a terror, but he can definitely be drafted in this draft. All right, uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, yeah. He, my rankings coming up too. I will release the new rankings Monday. Prospect rankings. And I just think Robinson Earl has just been consistent. Congratulations to him for being one of the co Big East players of the year. Sharing it with two other guys. Uh, Colin Gillespie and then the other guy from Seton Hall. Like, listen, that's crazy. Sharing it with Sano. Sandro, the, the, the stud, excuse me, from uh, Seton Hall. And those guys, it's crazy. Y'all three guys get to share it. Who do I think should have been? I think it should have been Colin Gillespie. Like, hands down, I think it should have been Colin. I think Colin should have been the lone Big East player of the year. I mean, he. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, as good as Jeremiah Robinson were, well, nobody was consistent and is, is pivotal and is strong. And is is really if you look at the games he played, man, nobody was consistently more dominant in the Big East than Colin Gillespie. So I, yeah, it's good to see Jeremiah Robinson early get that niche. It's good to see Sandro share it, but nobody was better than Colin Gillespie. That's just what it is. You take that to the bank, you take whatever. No, nobody was better than him. Um. If I have to be all the way honest on Nova's chances of championship, I don't see a championship. They have to prove to me something. I don't think that's going to happen. Them winning the conference, I think they can happen because it's Jay Wright. I think they can win the conference championship. That's Jay Wright. The way he coaches, but just going to the, the, the suite, the, the, so it, it's, that's going to be hard. I mean, can I say, if we're looking at what I'm saying, could, could they – the, the, a run, this is what had to happen for them to win championship. Chris Archer Jackano has to step up and be a phenomenal player at that position. And what's big, what has to happen even bigger than just Chris Archer Jackano, because he can average eight points a game uh, and, and four assists and shoot 43% from the field and 35% from three. As long as he don't make no turnovers, play good defense, be tough. But Antoine and Slater have to step up big. And they have to be double-figure scores, And Daniels has to be the dog, like I just told y'all, consistently. This has to happen. With, with, with Gillespie being gone, 
Antoine has to come and be there every and Slater. Antoine and Slater with Gillespie and Moore gone. Antoine and Slater have to pick up their slack. We're talking about double figure scores and the Big East Player of the Year. We have that means Antoine has to average fifteen a game, and Slater has to average eleven to twelve a game. Swider has to come in and be the other guy and, and, and kick up because you know Gillespie it takes a lot. So Swider is pressure on Swider. And there's also pressure on you know, if, just to let Robinson Earl play the way he's playing and, and Samuels play the way he's playing. They need Daniels, Slater, Gillespie, and Swider all to be consistently kicking ass. Like, when they get on the court, they have to be problems. They don't, not, not like when Gillespie was there, when sometimes it's on, sometimes it's not. They have to be consistent problems. And we're looking at eight points a game, at least from Swatter off the bench, consistently. And we're talking about 11 points a game from Slater and 15 from Antoine. And we need to look at um, 13 a game consistently each game from Daniels. That'll do it. Play defense, that'll do it. But if that doesn't happen, then what are, we, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? I know you're like, oh, 15 from Antoine. Yes. The talent that he has, we need to see that come out. We need Gillespie scored almost 16 a game. We need somebody to kick uh, uh, Justin Moore 12 points a game. So that's Danigo Slater. And we're looking at where Daniels is. That's close to where Daniels is scoring now. He just needs to score that at a consistent rate, 13 a game. You can't disappear out of games. you got to be there every game to score that. So that's what has to happen for them to win championship. Swat, I see you say eight points a game. They need somebody off that bench. Listen, Gillespie and Moore are gone. You need to win the championship now that Gillespie and Moore are gone because there's no surprise no more with Swatter. There's no more, okay, you can let Antoine be just a key factor. He can fall back and get three points. There's none of that no more. These guys have to have to clamp it on when now that Gillespie and who was a Big East Player of the Year, Justin Moore, was nominated for the Jerry West Award beginning of the year. It's big right now. I think Jeremiah Robinson Earl is probably the player that a lot of people are saying is the most precious on him and Jermaine Samuels. I think they'll do what they're going to do. I think Jermaine Samuels' scoring will go up a bunch. I don't think it, I think he's proven that it's going to happen. He's going to do it when when Gillespie was out. That game we see the Providence Samuels was there. He was Samuels, and I think the the, the what I'm doing is I'm guaranteeing the duo of Robinson Earl and Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Jermaine Samuels is going to be effective. We just need everybody else to kick in, and we need that other third guy. I think Antoine. This is his time to prove himself. Him and Insulator. These are two guys. And then Daniels, they got him for a reason. They say this guy is just as going to mean it was a lot of hype now. It's all on y'all. What are y'all going to do? How is this going to turn out? And I, to me, the biggest pressure, people can say what they want, is on Brian Antoine. McDonald's All-American. Now, the t- if he don't get no time in this game, I mean, but it's proven that this year that he's been giving them time. He's got 22 minutes in one game. It's just time, man. It's time for Jay Wright to say, listen, Antoine, unleash the beast. Play smart, but attack. I think Antoine could come out aggressive. I mean, Nova Nation been waiting for this Antoine. I've been waiting for this Antoine. I've been as confident in Antoine as anybody. Now you see me putting the pressure clamps on. Like, this is it. This is this is the fight. 
This is what it's all about. You're in the Big East tournament. This is, you, and they're going to end up in the turn NCAA. But this will determine just how good you are. If they go through this Big East tournament and win this, that's going to make a statement for this group. Because I don't think they'll win it. Yes, you're hearing, you're hearing Lita Johnson say it. If they don't play like I said they're supposed to play, they're not going to win this Big East tournament. This is a tough tournament, tough league. They can beat most of the – you look at all these top 25 teams, Providence, but these guys can knock off any of these guys. top 10 guys, top five guys. It's the Big East. Whether they're going or playing consistently like this or not, consistently like this or not, there are teams that – these teams are tough. They were bred to be Bulls, Georgetown, UConn, Butler, Creighton. Seton Hall, these were bred bulls on this Big East. You have no, DePaul, these guys are bred to win. A lot of these guys lost some, some NBA draft picks. Come on, man. So Nova's going to have a tough route with a new point guard. Um, new guys getting time. In. But this is pressure for Jay Wright. And he's up for the Hall of Fame. How much pressure? <laughs> ha! Man, if he comes out this Big East tournament with the win, oh, that's going to be a – to me, that's a great resume builder. That's, that's like I say about uh, Colin Gillespie and, and, and Gerard Rouse Earl. That's a great resume for Jay Wright to have two guys letting you know this is the best team in the Big East. You got two guys. They had to make it three guys. It was so good. It had to be three. They had to put the two Villanova guys on it. That's big. He's had co-defensive player, and Michael Bridges was a co-defensive player of the year, one year. I mean, this is just a great resume he's building, and this is another tough time. Like, wow. I can't wait to see just how this – this is this is exciting for me because these are guys who have talent. They're good players, but are they going to step up now? Are we going to get to see this talent that he recruited? This is going to say a lot, too, because if Chris Archidiakono does it off this, then there's a big chance that he could be the point guard next year. <laughs> you say what you want. Oh, we got good get kills. Let me tell you something. Y'all better stop being so crazy thinking that if, if kills is the starting point guard, then Archidiakono is backing up. That's a certified. I just think it's a lot of confidence. If, if all he has to do is play now, because now he's going to have the, the the experience in this offense in a fight game. This is the best time. What time to get experienced in tournament time? March Madness. Who you get thrown into the wolf of wolves? It's like being the starting point guard during the playoffs. <laughs> it's crazy. And he never got serious time like that until now. Wow. So I'm, I'm all, look, I'm all, look, this, this is something that's going to be interesting to see, and, and I love Villanova, so this is going to be something uh, great to see in this remark. Um, listen, Mary, I wanted to get to y'all, too. Trevor Kills, let's go. Everybody wanted me to talk about, yes, he's going to come to Nova. Remember how I was on Brian Antoine? How I stood by it the whole time? And the crazy thing was, I'm going to tell you how the process goes, because this is fun for, for Villanova fans to know about stuff they don't know in the recruiting process because they want to know, man. Look, fans want to know how this stuff goes down. So I love my Nova Nationers. Anybody I talk to, let's talk about it. Okay. Brian Antoine, let's start back there. Brian Antoine, I always was hearing certain things from Jersey reps, 
uh, other reps from other places, New York, people who are close to sources, close to them. I won't let you, I can't let y'all out, everything. And, and if they keep going, if they keep rolling, I keep rolling with them. I roll with certain sources. I roll with them. Like, I roll with them. They've been good, and I roll with them. Now, same thing happened with Kills. Except Kills, as much as Antoine like Duke, it's not as much as uh, it was a fight between Duke and Nova as it was. Antoine, the, the, the fight between Duke and Villanova is like, not like the one between uh, Kills, with, with Kills on Duke and Villanova. You know, Duke is real close. Duke is not, Duke is on the edge. They're like, they're right there. And they were right there. And they've been right there the whole time. Virginia, at one time, had the whole lead. That's another thing. Antoine had that. Wasn't, I know Kentucky was involved, but Virginia had a lead. Virginia had the lead. Virginia, it was almost like it was over with. Teals was going to Virginia. Then, stop. <laughs> Everything stops. And I'm like, what happened? Because I was like, I'm confused. I'm confused. I was like, what? And then you just didn't hear nothing. You didn't hear nothing. So I go to my reps. They're like, I don't know. They, they, they was thinking. I mean, then, then I, you know, come back. The next week I hear, um... He hasn't decided. He's stuck. He's stuck in between Duke, Villanova, and Virginia. So, and then my reps are like, hey, it's, it's, they keep telling me it's looking good. It's looking good for Villanova. It's Villanova. It's looking good. Looking good. Then the Kentucky offer came. He's like, oh, I didn't hear nothing. I didn't hear nothing. Nothing. For a whole week. Then I hear something. Oh, well, it's just an offer. He wants, he's interested, but it's Villanova. It's Villanova. It's Villanova. Then I get another call. I get another text. Another cool person of mine I won't mention his name. All right. Now, uh, around these times, and what Villanova is able to give as a team is going to be hard because it's just a lot to take in when you lose your captain, and then you got a shooting guard like more like what he offered. I don't think people realize this. Passing and rebounding and defense, along with scoring and outside shooting, ability to be a big time scorer in the clutch. That's why I say Antoine, he has all those tools. And it's it's really not fair for you to be like, yo, you need to take up for more now. All, all that I just said. And he hasn't even really been in the fight game. He's just been, he gets in there, he fell up in his way back down. This is it. This is it, and it's crazy. Think about this. I think more and all those guys are going to use the extra year. I think they're going to use the extra eligibility. I think that could happen. Now, I've been asked about Gillespie, and we're going to talk about kills in a minute, too. I've been asked, we're going to get back to the kill situation. I've been asked about Gillespie and whether he decides to um, come back. Now, I just don't think that happens in this situation, but it could. Because everybody can get the year of eligibility back. There was a time where I thought, no, Gillespie, Samuels. I think Samuels is gone. Now, there's no question of that. I don't think he stays at all. I just don't think it makes any sense. But if you're a person that just wants the extra year of eligibility, you might want to grab that. You talk to you talk to Dada. You talk that, and that could make, if we're talking about that, we're actually talking about that. That actually makes. That actually makes. Villanova. 
more dangerous for next year. If, if that can really happen, it's a lot of teams that could do this. With this getting near, um, Gillespie comes back, and then what? The only thing I say is, what happens to other guys like Grizzly? I'm pretty sure that's a red shirt year for them. That that's a definite red shirt year for guys like Longino and Grizzly. I think Kills is the one guy who won't get it. I think he's the one guy, but then again, what are you going to do? Okay, Samuels is gone, and Earl is gone. And so now you look at who's going to be a small forward. I think Slater earned it. And then you got Antoine and Slater at that position, one, you know, at the, at the backing up each other. Then Trevor Kills becomes the second guy next to Moore with Archie Diacono and Gillespie. That's fire. That's, that's a fire for Especially after this tournament and seeing what the experience that Archie Diacono gets. I think Archie is going to really show people and surprise. Just like Colin Gillespie. Everybody want, I think Archie's good. I think Archie can score 15. Not now. I think if he, if he plays a couple years in this system, give him two years. He'll be scoring 15. He just has it. He has a score. I think people, this is the one underrated recruit that people don't know about here. And I was told, well, people... Uh, or transfer. Why would somebody need to transfer when you can redshirt? And then there still be Gillespie and uh, Dada eyes because I think Dada, I think Dada end up coming back. I just think that happens. I think it should happen because he didn't get to play. I just think he ends up coming back, and you'll see Dixon and you'll see Dada play. Dixon has so much a world of talent and so much time, and you come back with a Dada. You know, I, I just think that happens. I think that if you look at the star line next year, that would be it. If Gillespie comes back, you got Gillespie, you got Moore, you got Slater, you got Swatter. There it goes. Trevor Kills, if he comes, Trevor Kills would come in and he would start. I mean, he would he would be on the backup role. He would be a key bench figure because he'll get minutes. And you got Archie D. Ekino. And you got Trey Patterson, and you got Antoine, and you got Dixon. If you bring, I think Dada comes back next year. Until I don't see any more, I think Dada comes back next year. Whether he's back up, whether he's starting. Either way, he's going to get time. And that still gives him, with Nana Joku, that still gives him a very deep team. A very deep team. But. If it doesn't happen, it's still the same thing. The big thing is, will Kills be? I think he will be the starting point guard next year. I just think with his talent, Kills, if you're looking at, I don't know if he'll be the starting point guard. Let me take that back. Just, just excited about his talent. Because with Archie doing what he's doing now, this is the Villanova way. He's going to earn him a starting position as the point guard. And you have Trevor Kills, and you have Antoine. Who's gonna Who's gonna redshirt? Will Langino stay there? Will Antoine play the small forward and they bring Langino at shooting guard? How would this go down? It's gonna be exciting to see. I just like the the talent, the revolving talent. Then we're gonna see what twenty twenty two brings. This is big for Villanova. Villanova constantly rotates and, and develops good players into the NBA. Like this, every player is just about. With the exception of Phil Booth and and and, 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 and Chef Fu and Chris Jenkins, guys like that, 
everybody that goes and gets drafted or makes a, a, a team from Villanova eventually impacts. And that's huge, especially from the championship teams. Now, let's go back to the kill situation. Trevor Kills is in his situation. It's just been more Nova. After the the final role, which I which I call the role when, you know, after he didn't commit, and then you look at the final parts when Kentucky got the offer, what was gonna pop up, it's still been Nova. And I recently got a, a confirmation from a source that has me saying he's a lock. He's a lock, man. That's gonna be a, a very special <laughs> another special recruiting class. That, They'll be number two, I think. I don't know about number one. Florida State really stacked up some some guns. Um, but I, I think no question that Nova will end as a top five recruiting class, no matter how this shapes out, no matter how twenty twenty one goes. They have earned it, and they have what another they have another McDonald's All American coming. And then Trey Patterson was just as close to a five star. It was just like almost getting Jeremiah Robson, Earl Antoine. Then you get Brizzy, who I really believe people are just... Look, I'm going to talk about... I'm going to have another podcast, totally talk about this class. And we're going to get on it about the, the Villanova class. But I just want to wait till Kills commits. Then we can get on that. But this is a very, very, uh, very good class. Longino is just a dog himself. And the joke who holds his own... I really can't wait to see how he develops. Another, see, I want to see how they develop these big men. So listen, I'm out, y'all. This is Lita Johnson with some Villanova Radio. Um, get ready for Villanova football. More and more to come. Some real good players on this team, man. I'm just excited about this football team. And let's get behind this basketball team because it's going to be a fighting, fighting team. I'm right going to have them ready. I'm out, y'all. Villanova Radio. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. I'm out.